You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Ah. Hallelujah. I am super excited. Because when God speaks, oh my goodness. It means business. Amen. So when you get ready for tonight, it's going to be a God encounter. Amen. Get ready to encounter God. Amen. And I advise you to be here early because you might not have anywhere to sit. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. 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 So this morning... I'm going to share the word and then I want to anoint every one of you. I want to anoint you with oil. Yes. There are certain things that the word of God is going to do. And then there are certain things that the anointing is going to seal in your life. Do you understand me? So you are here. This is a divine appointment. This is a divine appointment. There are certain things that are going to happen instantly in your life today. Do you understand me? Yeah, you need, you, you, you need to, I'm telling you ahead of time so that your faith can connect with the Word of God. Yeah, your faith needs to connect with the Word of God because God wants to conclude certain things in somebody's life this morning. He wants to settle things once and for all. Hallelujah. And so this morning, I'm bringing you a word that I call the ultimate finisher. Somebody say the ultimate finisher. Yeah. God is going to finish things in your life this morning. Yeah. He's going to manifest himself. In your life this morning as the ultimate finisher. Hallelujah. There are things that I've dragged for so long. But I'm telling you it's going to be settled this morning. It's going to be settled this morning by the Lord himself. Jehovah himself. He's the ultimate finisher. And he is finishing what he has started in your life this morning. Hallelujah. That's my God. That's my Father. That's the God I serve. Yes. And I want you to know this morning that it's very significant. It's very significant that you are here this morning. And don't miss anything because you won't know when he zeroes in. Do you understand? Yeah. There will be moments as the word comes that certain things will enter into you. Okay? So be open. Be responsive. Because God told me that he wants to do some instant work. In your life this morning. So he's the ultimate finisher. Hallelujah. My Lord. I don't know about you. I would. I can't see myself serving any other God. There's no other God. All the other gods. Cannot do. Anything. For anyone. Amen? Amen. But this, our Father, He is the one that we have come to. And He is the one that has come to us this morning. He is coming down in our midst tonight. And I'm telling you, it's going to be glorious in your life. And so we need to get rid of every baggage right now. Hallelujah. There are things the enemy has battered you. The enemy has chased you. He has harassed you. 
He has intimidated you. He has hit you left, right, and center. And I'm telling you, it will be sorted now. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Lift up your hand. Just appreciate him. Say, Lord, I'm ready. Speak to me. Do. Do your will in my life. I want to know you as the ultimate finisher. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. If you look at the Bible in Genesis chapter 2, after the work of creation, let's look at Genesis chapter 2. I didn't say verse 6, I said chapter 2. <laughs> That's not where I'm going. Verse, let's read from verse 1. Genesis 2. It froze. Technology. All right, let me read my Bible. Thank God for hard copy. <laughs> Amen. Amen. This one came, it took life for this Bible. Amen. For this one. is A tree had to die. <laughs> for us to get this one. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Okay, chapter 2 of Genesis. It says, verse 1, Thus the heavens and the earth and all the host of them were what? Finished. Finished. The heavens and the earth and all the host of them were finished. In chapter 1 verse 1, it says, in the beginning, come on, in the beginning, God made the heavens and the earth. All right? He made the heavens and the earth. In other words, he started. Yeah. He started. But now it says in chapter 2 verse 1 that he says it is finished. Thus the heavens and the earth and all the host of them were finished. Things are about to be finished. In somebody's life this morning. The struggle is over. Do you understand me? If you will receive this as a prophetic word, I'm telling you, you will reap the benefit of it. Something is about to be finished. Now, I don't know what it is in your life, but you know better. But I just am here to announce to you that the ultimate finisher is here. He's here this morning. The host of them. It doesn't matter how many of them. They can be finished. They can be finished now. God has the power, He has the ability, He has the willingness to also finish. Okay? Now look at verse, verse 2. He says, And on the seventh day, God ended His work, which He had done. And He rested on the seventh day from all His work, which He had done. Some people think that when God rests, it's because he's tired. No. 
He is never weary. Yeah. Is that not what the Bible says? Yeah. He's never weary. Yeah. So when God is resting, it's not because of tiredness. Yeah. It's because of too much power. I'm telling you, it's all too much power. He's working. He's, he's, he's working and working. Then he has to withhold himself because too much energy is being released. Then he has to tell himself, let me rest now. Let me rest now. Before I make what I'm not ready to make. Before I do what I'm not ready to do. So he has to rest. I'm telling you. Because if he did not rest, we don't know what we will see. Because he still has so much inside him. You know, he's called the omnipotent God. Omnipotent. That means all potential. All ability. All power is inside him. So when he's resting, he's resting from release of power. He's resting. He's not tired. What? Tired? He doesn't know what that means. He can't be tired. He's never weary. He's never weary. So what makes you think that he's tired of working in your life? Who has lied to you? There's too much power. Now, and by faith, I want you to activate that power. I want you to connect that power. I want you to connect with him as the ultimate finisher. Amen. So that by the end of this service, you know it is settled. It is done. Hallelujah. The ultimate finisher. That's who is in our midst today. He will, he will finish it. I don't care how many years or how many generations it has taken. Do you understand? Did you see there that it was on the seventh day? If he could make do creation in six days, how long will it take to sort you out? Come on, think about it. Huh? What is in your life? What is that complication? How many days will it take him? It took him six days. All that you see, we're still studying up till now. We're still discovering. Do you understand? We have specialists in different fields who spend an entire lifetime and are still not finished discovering what he made in six days. That's who I'm talking about. You know, I mean, look at how long it takes for doctors to, to qualify. He just made it like, he just, it's not even a full day. He just made it, made the body. Huh? Well, it wasn't a full day. Doc, how many years have you been? <laughs> since, since, since you started till now, how many years? Yeah, he's still studying, you see. He's still studying. Huh? More than 20 years. And he's still studying what God did. Before... <laughs> He says before breakfast. <laughs> you, do, do you understand? So what I'm saying to you, and I want you to see that God doesn't need much time to finish what he has started in your life. Doesn't need much time. It's your mind that tells you that he needs much time. He doesn't need much time. Who is the master of time to begin with? 
Bible says time in his, in, in his, in his hands. He's the one that controls time. He tells time what to do. It's not the other way around. Time does not tell him what to do or how to do it. Are you getting my point? Say, that's my God. Hallelujah. He's got time in his hands. He's the ultimate finisher. And let, let, listen, he doesn't need to consult with time in order to finish whatever it is that he wants to finish. That's my God. That's my God. So when I worship, I know that this one that I'm worshiping is the one and only. Amen. The ultimate. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Ultimate finisher. Amen. When you go through lots of studies, there's a lot of debate. Did God create the whole earth in six uh, 24-hour days? Is it a uh, Okay, a day is like a thousand years. And ay, 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 ay. These people don't know God. They don't know God. If he does it in 24-hour days, it's just because he chose to. If he wants to do it all in one day, do you th don't you think he can? the logic of man because they're looking at everything and they are using human logic to try to comprehend a God that is beyond human comprehension. A God that you cannot find out or figure out. You cannot know him until he reveals himself. You don't even know where he resides. Yes, sir. Uh, do you, has anybody ever told you God's address? That, oh, I went, by the way, I went to this place and that was God's address. No. It is when he chooses to reveal himself. That's when he's known. Hallelujah. And it is what he chooses to reveal that we know. There is still much of him we don't know. There's much more. That we don't know about him. I'm telling you. So when we say the ultimate finisher. I want you to know. That this God. There's nobody that can finish. Like him. Nobody. He says I am Alpha. And the Omega. The beginning. And what? The end. Think about that. He's, in fact, he introduced himself as Alpha. That's beginning yeah. and end. Yeah. So the end is not a conclusion. It's not just a conclusion. Yeah. The end is in a person. So it takes a person to conclude what has begun in your life takes the omega himself. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. The omega. Jesus. When John the beloved who used to rest upon his bosom every time they're together the twelve are seated together around. John will quickly go and look for sit next to Jesus and put his head like that. But when he saw him in Revelation, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> it was a different ballgame. Yeah. A different ballgame, I'm telling you. Let's look at that. Revelation chapter 1. I'm telling you about the ultimate finisher. 
there is going to be an ultimate conclusion Amen. of matters that concern you. Amen. Hallelujah. The end of all disputes. Yeah. The end of all disputes. When they, when they say it's finished, what are you going to do again? The matter is closed. So what, 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 who is going to open it again? Hallelujah. That's who I'm talking about. Revelation chapter 1. Are we there? I'm trying to manage this Bible. You know, this Bible is older than all my children. So I have to handle it with care. It's a very special Bible. It was given to me in October. Nineteen ninety-two. Yes. By, by who? My one and only. When she gave me this Bible, the matter was concluded. Was just finished. Just finished it. Hallelujah. She was just giving me a Bible. But she didn't know that the Bible finished things. <laughs> okay, I know. If you are smart, you go and start buying Bibles. <laughs> you have Bibles in the bookshop. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. It says, let's read from verse 1 quickly. Revelation Chapter 1, verse 1, it says, The revelation of Jesus Christ which God gave to him to show his servants things which must shortly take place. And he sent and signified it by his angel to his servant, John. Okay? Who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ all things that he saw. Let me just pause here and say, you know, many people want to understand the book of Revelation, but they are looking for the Antichrist instead of looking for Jesus. It's actually the revelation of Jesus Christ, not the Antichrist. There's no Antichrist mentioned in Revelation. Okay, let's read on. That's free of charge. Okay, blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it for the time is near. If it was near then. It has arrived. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. The time has arrived. Verse 4. Come on. Let's read on. John. To the seven churches which are in Asia. Grace to you and peace from him who is. And who was. And who is to come. Now who introduces himself like this? Huh? Have you heard any God introduce himself like this? Huh? He who is, who was, and is to come. Say, that's my God. Hallelujah. He says, and from the seven spirits who are before his throne. Come on. And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead. Huh. Let me pause there. The firstborn from the dead. The first person. Let me, let me ask you. Why do you think the Bible says the firstborn from the dead? Remember, Elijah raised the dead, right? Huh? Elijah raised the dead. 
So how can he be the first? Hallelujah. There's a Bible scholar there. He said they didn't resurrect and go to heaven. Yeah, he's the first person who went to Hades and came out. Nobody came out. All those that died and entered there remained there. Do you understand? So he's the firstborn. Because some, I, the reason I'm saying this is because I know there are some sects that use this to say that Jesus was created. That's false doctrine. He was not created. The one who was and is and is to come. Huh? The living word. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. That's who we're talking about. So the word went into Hades. You know, from the time of Adam, every human being was cast into hell. And that's why God had to make a compartment in, 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 in there called the bosom of Abraham. So he had to make an area, a part where there is no pain. The others were in fire, in flames. But then the others, still part of the same geographical location. But different compartments. A compartment called the bosom of Abraham. That's where Adam was. Do you understand? That's where Noah was. That's where Abraham was. That's where David was. Amen. All of them were there. Waiting. Ha! Waiting for the one. For the firstborn. The firstborn from the dead. They were waiting. It was an appointment. And that's why. When Jesus rose, when Jesus rose from the dead. Um, in fact, the Bible says that the graves were open. Yeah. And people came out of the yeah. grave saying, Imagine yeah. your great grandfather coming out. Yeah. And then he says, Hello, hello. Yeah. Don't touch me. We're going, we're going to heaven. I just stopped by to say, It's done. The ultimate finisher has finished it. Hallelujah. So when he said on the cross, it is finished, he meant it. Adam, what you have been waiting for is finished. I'm here to finish it. Amen? So that's what it means, firstborn from the dead. He's the first one to defy death. He snatched the keys. Say, give it to me, give it to me. You are the prisoner now. All these ones are free. From now on. Amen. So the devil is walking around. There's a death sentence on his neck. On his head. You know, sometimes there are sentences. People are sentenced. But it takes uh, some time. Before they carry it out. Isn't it? Yeah. They've been tried. Huh? Advocate, am I correct? <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Dead. First, he's the firstborn from the dead. The ruler over the kings of the earth. He is the ruler. Amen. They don't know that he's the ruler. Yeah. But I'm telling you, he's the ultimate ruler. Over the kings of the earth. They don't know it. But he is. Okay. To him who loved us and washed us from our sins. In his own blood. Thank you Jesus. Come on. And has made us what? Kings and priests. Hallelujah. I love that. Do you know. 
that your destiny is greater than you have ever imagined. You know what it means to be a king? I mean from a slave to a king. In one moment. Ha! He doesn't need much time to do it. Just in a moment. The moment you receive him, boom! King. Now, have you ever seen a king that has no kingdom? Huh? So that means you have a kingdom. If you are a king, then you have a kingdom. It's not just a title. Amen. It is also a function. It's also your identity. You are a king. So it was a big blow to Satan when he made us kings and priests to his God and Father and to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen? Let's read on. Come on. Verse 7. It says, Behold, he's coming with clouds and every eye will see him, even they who pierced him. And all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him, even so. Amen. Amen. Come on, look at that. Let's read it. One, two, three. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. That's the ultimate finisher. This identity that makes him the ultimate finisher. So he can come into your life at any time and if he decides to manifest as the omega, so things finish. Hallelujah. That's why you need to know the names of God. You need to know these things. Why? Because when he comes, he says, I am the beginning and the end. So when he manifests as the end, what does the end mean? What is what's the meaning of end? Huh? You 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 watch movies and then they say the end. It's 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 over. Huh? How do you say finish in Zulu? Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So when he comes, (laughs) hallelujah. So the Lord is here to finish matters in your life. That's what he has asked me to come and tell you this morning. The struggle is over. It is over. It's over. The ultimate finisher is here to finish it. He's not about to start. He's finishing. Because he wants to start something new tonight. Yes! So he wants to finish. Before he begins. Huh? I did a message a few weeks ago, finishing to begin. Yeah. He's always finishing to begin. By the time he begins, he has finished. By the time he's finishing, he's beginning. This is amazing. That's my God. My God. So never you believe the lie of the enemy when he tells you you are finished. You are not finished. Do you understand? I don't care what the situation is. 
You are not finished. Who has that? Who has the right to say it's over? Nobody. The Bible says, "Who is he to speak?" And it shall come to pass when the Lord has not commanded it. Who has the right to pass verdict over your life? Nobody has the right. Telling you, nobody under heaven has the right. If anybody said anything like that to you, I want you to turn to them and tell them back to their face. And say, you don't have the final say. You don't have the final say. And I perceive there's somebody like that. You heard this recently. And the Lord will have me say to you, it is not over. Hallelujah. Because when he finishes, I have news for you. Whenever he finishes, he's beautiful. If it is still ugly, then it's not him. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's not him. If it is still ugly, it's not him. Because by the time he finishes, he makes all things beautiful. In his time. That's the God we serve. You need to know who your father is. So I don't care what people say. I am telling you before God, they'll be surprised. If you just hold on to this, I am telling you, your destiny is being realigned. Sometimes God allows us to go through certain things. It's only for a moment. It's only for a moment. I'm telling you. Don't allow anyone to tell you that it's over. It's not over. There's only one finisher. The ultimate finisher. He is the one that has the final verdict. Hallelujah. Do you love him? I want you to love him even more. I want you to serve him even more. Amen. Amen. Because when you serve him, you are not doing him a favor. When you worship him, you are not doing him a favor. You are doing yourself a favor. Many people think when they come to church, they are doing the pastor a favor. No. When I phone and I say, where have you been? It's not because... Huh? You get. Hallelujah. Okay, look at Isaiah chapter 46. Isaiah 46. Verse 9. Isaiah 46 verse 9. It says, Remember the former things of old. Ha. How many people have some former things? <laughs> All right. He says, for I am God and there is no other. Amen. Now, some people think they have gods. But the truth is that there is no other. They think those are gods. They are not. They are nothing. There is no other. He says, for I am God, there is no other. I'm God and there is none like me. Listen, I like this God because he's not shy. He's not shy to blow his trumpet. Do you understand? He's not shy to say, look at me. There's nobody like me. (laughs) Of course, because there is none. Who, Who is that? 
you know that even Satan has never created one thing? Not, nothing. He has not created anything. The only thing he does is he steals. He steals what God creates. And he now, uh, he, 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 he will now use it. never created anything. Some people say, oh, well, you know, Satan, you know, this, the, the devil, the, do, the devil uh, is the one that is giving this kind of technology. It's a lie. He can't take that credit. He's lying. He doesn't give. Where, where we need it from? Huh? So a lot of times he can see what God has put in you. So what does he do? He wants to see how he can hijack it. Yeah, he wants right. to see how he can hijack it. Right. So that he can now use it for himself. Yeah. He wants to corrupt it. He wants to defile it. Right. He wants to pollute it. Yeah. That's what he does. All right. You see he says, there's no one like me. All right? Next verse, verse 10. Let's look at verse 10. He says what? Declaring the end from the beginning. Huh? How do you declare the end from the beginning? You are just beginning, then you say it's ending. <laughs> Declare the end from the beginning and from the ancient times... Huh? Things that are not yet done. Saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. He says he will do all his pleasure even concerning your life. All his pleasure. Amen. Telling you, he will do it. He will do all his pleasure. Say he will do all his pleasure. Not some. All. All. You know what? When he says his pleasure, that means what pleases him. Do you understand? Now, do you think that oppression pleases him? That's not his pleasure. Do you understand? That's not his pleasure. That's why he, he wants to finish it now. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's look at the next verse. Look at verse, verse 11. He's selling, calling the bird of prey from the east. Okay. It's enough. Okay, let's read it. Let's read it since we're there. Calling a bird of prey from the east, the man who executes my counsel from a far country. Do you understand that? If it would mean getting yeah. moving somebody yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. relocating yeah. somebody yeah. from japan yeah. do you understand me from japan he will do it yeah. so that his will his counsel can be done if it will require somebody from hawaii yeah. to finish it yeah. as the ultimate finisher yeah. he will move that person If he has to move somebody from India, he will do it. So all this migration, you don't know what God is doing. You don't know. You have no clue. You have no clue. You are totally clueless. Just accept that. You are clueless. You don't know what he's doing. You look, you think, you observe. You think you know, but you don't. But he knows. Ah, from a far country. He, he says, indeed, I have spoken it. And I will bring it to pass. Come on. I will bring it to pass. I have spoken it. I have spoken. Has God spoken about somebody? Is there 
Spirit of God has said something. He has spoken. He has spoken to you. He has spoken to you. He has spoken to you. He will bring it to pass. Those dreams are coming to pass. They are coming to pass. He will bring it to pass. I'm telling you. Hallelujah. He is the one that supervises the fulfillment. He supervises the fulfillment of his word. Yeah. He says, I have purpose. I will also do it. Sure. This is the ultimate finisher. I'm telling you. God, I, you know, I want you to, when you worship God, I want you to think about these things. Do you understand? When, when you pray, when you approach him, think about these things we're saying. This is the kind of God we're talking about. We're not talking about some Mickey Mouse thing somewhere that's a fabrication of somebody's imagination. No, this is God. He says to Jeremiah, he says, Jeremiah, how do you see? What do you see? He says, I see an almond tree. He says, you've seen it. He says, I'm ready to perform my word. Say he's ready. He's ready to finish what he has spoken. He is ready to bring to conclusion every matter that concerns my life. Hallelujah. Amen. I want you to walk out of this place with that consciousness that it is sorted. Are you getting me? That's the mandate I have for today. You walk out of this place and say it is sorted. It is finished. It is finished. Hallelujah. Turn to Genesis. Let's look at Genesis. Chapter 17. My Lord. Talk to me, Jesus. Hallelujah. From verse, from verse 1, Genesis 17, from verse 1. He says, when Abraham was nine years old, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said to him, I am almighty God, walk before me and be blameless. Okay, verse 2, come on. And I will make my covenant between me and you and multiply you exceedingly. <laughs> then Abraham fell on his face and talked with him, saying, as for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be a father of many, many nations. nations. Come on. All right. No longer shall your name be called Abraham, but your name shall be Abraham. For I have made you a father of many nations. Question. Question, when did God conclude this matter? When he spoke it. Was it when he experienced it? When was it concluded? When he spoke it. When was it concluded? Come on. When he spoke it. Can you see where we miss it? When he says, I have made you. I have what? Made you. Not I'm going to. The ultimate finisher, when he arrives, is finished. Do you understand? So when he came to Abraham and he's speaking to him like he's speaking to you this morning. Mm. And he says, I've come to finish it. 
I have come to finish it. It is settled this morning. This was the day. Let's read that in the Young Literal Translation. Look at it in the Young Literal Translation. <laughs> oh, Makadiskono Mustaha. Let's, let's go back a bit, uh, a few verses. Let's look at verse. Okay. It says, I give my covenant between me and thee and multiply thee exceedingly. This is God speaking. I give it. Take. Yeah. Multiply. I multiply you. You understand? So God does things by speaking. Yes. Yes. You think he does by experience. No, no, no. He does by speaking. So when he speaks, it, it is done, then you experience it. Are you getting it? Okay, let's, let's look. And Abraham falleth upon his face, and God speaketh with him, saying, <laughs> I like this version. <laughs> it says, I, lo, my covenant is with thee. Thou hast, what? Become father of a multitude of nations. You have become. By reason of my visitation, you have become. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? By reason of my visitation, it's done. You have what? Become. Thou hast become. It's work. Don't try to figure it. Just believe it. Just believe it. You see, the problem is your logic. You're too smart. Too educated. When you want to walk with God, just believe. Hallelujah. Now look at the next verse. Let's verse 5. And thy name is called Abraham. You know, Abraham means father of heights. Or exalted father. It's not a bad name. Is it a bad name? It's not a bad name, but it didn't line up with his destiny. Do you understand? It was not in line. This name, exalted to where? God is saying, what I have for you is more than just exaltation. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. He says, by but thy name hath been Abraham. <laughs> it has been. It has been. This is the name that is written in heaven. Your father nearly got it, but he missed some letters. Hallelujah. He missed it. He was close. But he didn't get it. So I have come now to finish it. Hallelujah. He says, for a father of multitude of nations, I have made thee. So when the ultimate finisher comes, <laughs> oh my Lord, when you worship him, you need, to, you need to understand how you worship God. Alright? If you worship him just as Savior, that's all you will experience. If you only worship him, I say, you only declare, oh, you're my Savior and all of that. That's good. But that's all. But when you begin to say the ultimate finisher, the one that finishes yeah. things. Yeah. And then he begins to visit you. Yeah. Things get finished. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Things get finished. Yeah. My Lord and my God. Yeah. I am telling you something has hit you this morning. Yes, <laughs> yeah, something has entered your spirit this morning. To finish it. Amen. To finish it. Yeah. I'm telling you. But I have faith in God. I don't care what you've gone through this year. You understand? I don't care the challenges. I know it's been rough. It's been rough for many of us. But I have news for you. It is finished. 
it's finished. It's finished. I don't, know how, I don't have to wait to experience it first. I believe because he said it. My experience will catch up. My experience will catch up. Turn to someone and say, my experience will catch up. Hallelujah. Yeah. It is finished. In conclusion, let's look at John chapter 6. My Lord and my God. I want to anoint you this morning. John chapter 6. What verse do we read from? Mighty God, mighty God. <laughs> you see, they, they, there are certain manifestations of God. You need to, you need to understand. God has many manifestations. Many manifestations. One of his manifestations is finishing. I'm telling you. It's, it's a manifestation of God. When he just comes in, things just, they just finish. Fast forward. Boom. It's done. <laughs> I love this God. I enjoy him. I enjoy him. I enjoy worshiping him. I enjoy serving him. There is no sacrifice too much for him. Hallelujah. Solomon gave him 1,000 <laughs> 1,000 bulls. Imagine that. 1,000. 1, you know how long it takes to kill one? <laughs> so some of you, you live in the city. You don't know what goes on. You don't know. You, just, you, just, you think that meat comes from the shop. from Woolies or pick and pay. You know, that's where it comes from. <laughs> 1,000. Think about it. 1,000. Huh? How much is a cow, by the way? 10,000. <laughs> huh? It's more. 16. Okay, it depends on the size. It depends on the size. Huh? Six. <laughs> huh? From 10,000 upwards. 16. Huh? Oh, sacrifice 1,000. How much is that? Do the math. Huh? 10 million. One offering. May God bring you to that place. In the name of Jesus. There is capacity and there is capacity. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. I said there is capacity and there is capacity. May God give you that kind of capacity. Yeah. And you do it without thinking twice. You do it, you walk away as if you did nothing. Hallelujah. It is finished. It is done already. I say it is done already. Your capacity has increased right now in the name of Jesus. That's increased. What are we talking about? The, the, the God we serve. Listen, listen, this world, they, don't, they haven't seen us yet. Because they don't know our God yet. There are things that God is going to start doing. In fact, he has started. People will look at you and they will, you will become a subject of, of study. Yes. Do you understand? Yes, you, a, a research <laughs> subject. So people will research you. Yes. I declare that over your life. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. They will come and look and they will say, ah, how? How did you... Tell them there is more to come. Hallelujah. John chapter 6. Let's read from verse 15. I want to conclude there. Uh, from verse 15. <coughs> All right. This was after Jesus fed the 5,000. You remember that miracle? 
How many people will want to see those kind of miracles? Amen. Yeah. It's there already in the house. Amen. 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 Receive it. Amen. Yeah. Yes. Receive it. Those of you that are feeding people, get ready. Get ready. There is a glory that is coming and has come. These are manifestations of glory. Alright? Therefore, when Jesus perceived that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king. Do you see, do you see people? Because he gave them food. Free food. Huh? Imagine feeding 5,000 people. 5,000 men. Apart from women and children. You know? Some scholars believe that there were about 15,000 people there. That he fed. How many people can feed so many people? You remember when you had your wedding and you were busy counting and looking for who to remove, who to remove from the guest list? Come on. <laughs> yeah. All right. So they wanted to make him a king by force. We want this man to be king. This is the one that is going to be king. This kind of king that will be feeding us like this. Ah, we don't need to go to farm. We don't need to ah, just wake up and go and eat. That's the king. Then he departed again to the mountain by himself. All right? He departed. Now, when evening came, his disciples went down to the sea. Yes. Keep going till I stop you. Got into the boat and went over the sea toward Capernaum. And it was already dark. Jesus had not come to them. Jesus was still on the mountain. Pray. Father, help me. Save me from these people. They want to force me to become king. Huh? Yeah. Then the sea arose because a great wind was blowing. All right? So when they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea. And drawing near. <laughs> Can you imagine? You're inside the boat. Huh? The storm. And then you see somebody walking. <laughs> Hallelujah. Same manifestation. manifestation. Hallelujah. That's a manifestation. That's a supernatural manifestation. It happened before. It can happen today. Yes. Telling you. Our religious minds need to be baptized. Hallelujah. Renewed. Renewed. Okay. Maybe not baptized. Okay. They saw Jesus walking on the sea and drawing near the boat and they were afraid. They were shaking. They thought, is this a ghost? What is happening? This, this can't be real. Huh? But he said to them, it is I, do not be afraid. They recognize his voice. It is I, do not be afraid. Verse 21, come on. Then they willingly did what? Receive him into the boat. May you receive him into the boat of your life. Receive him right now. It doesn't matter the storms. It doesn't matter the storms. Do you understand? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you are going through. Receive him into the boat of your life. And look at. Come on. Look, 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 look. Look, 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 look at what happened. This journey, they're still, the journey is still on. Alright? They willingly receive him into the boat, and immediately the boat was. Hello. Did you see that? They receive him into the boat. And what? Immediately. Hello. Say ultimate finisher. Immediately he entered the boat. The journey was finished. Hallelujah. Can you see that? They 
where, where they were going. Can, immediately he enters. You arrive. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever has been held back throughout this year that the enemy kept back from your life as he enters into your boat, you arrive. I say you have arrived. In the name of Jesus, you have arrived. I declare that by the word of God, by the authority of God's word, I declare that you have arrived. You have arrived in the name of Jesus. Come on, let's stand up on our feet. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.